And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. A red panda has vanished from the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium, leaving two nursing cubs behind. She wanted out. She wanted out. Cora, whose size and markings resemble a raccoon, but with way different colors, was last seen in her Asia quest Tuesday and then gone. Now they're monitoring the cubs. They're looking for Cora everywhere. But if you're in the, you know, Columbus area or by now anywhere in America, I mean, she could have just hopped on the back of a semi and be in Kansas City by now. So be on the lookout for the red panda Cora from Ohio. And ask her, Cora, you want to go back home or you going to continue heading out west? <laughs> well, welcome to Chewing the Fat and Fat Pile Friday. Nice to have you along for the ride. Well, we might as well just get uh, right to it and start digging in through the headlines and see where it gets us today. Uh, headlines that, you know, I mean, the fat pile is just that, a fat pile at the end of the week. So, uh, you know, I want to get to some of the headlines, at least, that we, we didn't get to. Uh, and we talked about some of these uh, headlines in different ways, but we didn't talk about the specific story. Kim Kardashian says she's powerless as she speaks out about Kanye's painful bipolar battle I mean she called Kanye a brilliant but complicated person and asked for compassion from fans in a lengthy post on Instagram don't forget the album drops today for more music stars uh, changing their names uh, the unacceptable names that they have (laughs) yeah Uh, British dance music DJ Joey Negro Uh, or Joey Negro, is to drop his unacceptable stage name and instead go by his real name, Dave Lee. Oh, man, that is, uh, that's catchy. Come and listen to my dance music. I'm Dave Lee. And uh, Black Madonna has stopped using her moniker, noting that it had caused controversy, confusion, and pain. Hulu in talks to produce another Hillary Clinton series. <laughs> are we seriously? How'd the other one go? Are they? I mean, are they worth making? I guess so. I guess so. I haven't seen them. I cannot, for the life of me, bring myself to watch anything about that. But it's the uh, it's the rights to the Curtis. Sittenfeld's Rodham, a work of alternate, alternate, I can't even speak because it's got me shook so much, the alternate history. So it's fiction that imagines Hillary Clinton's life without Bill Clinton. Well, it would be nothing really because Bill was the one who was the governor and the president. She was along for the ride. But hey, that's my alternate history, not hers. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, you know who uh, Andy Dick is? Apparently, he's uh, he's off the wagon. There's a video out there saying, uh, you know, he was drunk at a house party. Uh, apparently, he's an ordained minister, and the video is uh, showing him marrying a couple where he's you know, you can barely understand what he's saying. And then you can hear someone say the Reverend is currently urinating in the sink. So, you know, it's possible when you are at people's homes and you are urinating in the sink, you may be drunk. That's just a, just a thought from me. I, you know, I can't, I can't put that as fact, but it's just a thought, uh, going on in Oregon, you know, they're, uh, they're treating things right in Oregon and specifically Portland, uh, just a wonderful, wonderful city that you want to go and and spend some vacation time there. Uh, one Oregon lawmaker said that, hey, these protests aren't out of control. They're not that bad. Huh. I would really hate to see what that lawmaker 
believes is bad. Speaking of great uh, lawmakers, uh, Governor Cuomo from the uh, great state of New York said he uh, he and President Trump have agreed to hold off on federal intervention in NYC. Have you, Gov? Have you? Uh, good for the state of Ohio and Indiana, uh, especially since uh, Ohio is on the lookout for their red panda. Uh, they issued uh, mandatory mask orders, so everybody has got to wear a mask. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Ohio says you have to be, if you're 8 to 10 years old, you have to wear a mask. Above that age, you have to wear a mask. And I think it was Indiana that said, two-year-old but so we're just i'm just doing headlines just doing headlines uh mayor of miami beach is moving to ban alcohol after midnight that'll help a lot yeah that'll that'll turn things around down in miami the uh, i love the anti uh, de blasio uh banner that uh hung over the highway showing nyc showing the mayor hoisting the statue of liberty's bloody severed head oh <gasps> That's just horrific, and we can't have that. And the uh, Fraternal Order of Police president in Chicago says that uh, the mayor of Chicago is just childish. She's running the city like the Titanic into an iceberg intentionally. (gasps) Okay, I mean, that just sounds racist to me, but, you know, just, just the headlines. Just the headlines. Uh, sexiest body, sexist body terms. Yeah. Like Adam's apple. Yeah. Uh, no longer uh, can be used, according to a doctor in Australia. And Trader Joe's, uh, the grocery chain, is going to change. Uh, and I said this story, this headline talks about Trader Joe's grocery store to change racist ethnic product names. Yeah, they're going to. They're already on their way. They have bent the knee. And they are getting rid of racist ethnic products on the shelves of Trader Joe's. Thankfully, I wasn't able to shop there anymore because of it. So I'm glad we're glad we're getting to it. Uh, Jeopardy host Alex Trebek, according to this headline, may be nearing the end of his battle with pancreatic cancer. He did talk a little bit about uh, if it got to a point where it seemed as though the chemo and the the routine was not working he would stop it all and look that's what happens uh i've seen it uh, if you've known anyone who has lost their battle with cancer you or they uh reach the point where it's just enough it's sad it's sad but it is just enough and they reach a point where they have given up, not necessarily on life, but they've given up on trying to stop the illness with the medicine that they have been doing with the, with, with the, the process. Uh, you know, they obviously still want to live and go on with their life, but the process of trying to get rid of the illness is, take, it takes its toll. Uh, you, you get they just get overwhelmed and wiped out and as sad as it is it, it happens no question and i mean i wish him all the best you know thoughts prayers everything to alex he's been a been a strong fighter and look the guy is uh you know 79 years old and uh you know the fight takes its toll they've been recording shows at the house without audiences i mean he's still working and he talked about how uh and this is an incredible for everyone to realize how uh when they you know set up all the equipment and they bring in the stuff to record how he feels better while working Uh, really the guy's been working for you know 60 years now in a row and uh they expect him to stop working you know and no you're you you work that's, that's what you do. Um, no retirement. No retiring. You just work. That's part of it's part of life. I know. I could I could retire, but nobody will let me and I can't afford it, so it's <laughs> the way it goes. And we also have great news. I mean this actually is good news. And I'll tell you why. 
because they're saying now that the vice presidential debate will be held with a live audience at the University of Utah, despite the surge in coronavirus cases happening in the state. Now, it's scheduled to take place in October, first part of October. Now, the reason that I say this is good news is that, okay, one, uh, we finally see some sort of sense of normality going on in the world. But if the vice presidential debate happens, we don't even know who Mike Pence is going to be talking to. He could be up there talking to a, you know, a cutout fan from the baseball stadium. Uh, That means that they are looking to still have the presidential debates happening. And do raise your hand, even if you're driving, raise your hand if you want to see President Trump against Joe Biden in a presidential debate. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I thought. Everybody raise it. Yeah, everybody's got their hand up. Now, don't just think you cannot put your hand up because you're driving and you think that, you know, this is the podcast and nobody can see you. You put your hand up. You know you're excited. You know you want to see that. All right, one last headline, and then we'll get into some stories that uh, we can delve into a little bit more information. There is, and we probably should do it with this story, but I'm just going to leave it as the headline, and then (laughs) I'll get into it next week. But uh, a UFO group uh, in Mexico claims that an underwater alien base repels hurricanes. Yeah, you heard me. A UFO group in Mexico claims their underwater alien base repels hurricanes. Yes, we will get into that next week. A couple of quick stories on robots. I have not talked a lot about AI and robots lately and we've got to start getting back into it a little bit you've got to you know the this whole pandemic has thrown everybody a curveball but uh, they're still working and busy on uh, getting AI uh, up and running and ready to uh, ready to take your place as a hard-working human the headline of course was White Castle uh, training uh, going to have uh, their burger grilling robot Flippy uh, take over in uh, in Chicago, uh, starting in uh, September. So in Chicago, and uh, I got to think, well, that's Flippy. We've heard from Flippy, right? Flippy didn't do very well uh, the first time we heard about Flippy. So I went to look up how Flippy was doing at the uh, Cali Burger. Remember a couple years ago uh, in Pasadena, Flippy showed up and they yanked it after a day. Well, come to find out, uh, they yanked it, right? We did talk about that and we did talk about that it was, wasn't able to keep up with the demand uh, and it couldn't put the burgers properly into the trays for the co-workers. Now, according to all involved, they just got a little ahead of themselves. Uh, they were overwhelmed with the response. Training was an issue. Uh, hadn't taught staffers how to work with Flippy. It was too busy. They weren't able to keep up, and so they just uh, they just kind of they you know the news was that they you know shut it down after that day. Well, uh, in May, Flippy turned back on at Cali Burger and has been. Uh, Serving lunch seven days a week for three hours a day. So it's working and they're practicing. I don't know how well Flippy, Flippy probably hasn't been that busy during the uh, coronavirus days, but, uh, you know, still up there working, doing their thing, uh, you know, replacing you and me. Japanese robot uh, is going to clock in at a convenience store uh, to test its retail automation plan. Uh, the robot resembling a kangaroo will begin stacking sandwiches, drinks, and ready meals on shelves at the convenience store. Yay! Yay! It plans to use robot workers at 20 
stores in the next couple of years. So that's good news, right? <laughs> you betcha that's good news. You betcha. And just this story uh, from a couple of days ago. Uh, enabling humanoid robot movement with imitation learning and mimicking of animal behaviors. Yay! Because we want our robots to learn. We don't want them just to be programmed for one thing. We want our robots to be just like humans, only better. So, that's coming. <laughs> It's coming. And we still have plenty of news in crime uh, for this uh, Fat Pile Friday. We have the uh, Philadelphia SWAT officer charged for pepper spraying protesters. Yes, makes you want to be a police officer, doesn't Uh, He was charged with several misdemeanor charges, uh, including three counts of simple assault recklessly endangering another person and official oppression as well as one count of possession of an instrument of crime aren't those issued to the police officers uh i could be wrong but uh i thought those were issued to the police department that they were department issue but well i mean he may have had another instrument of crime on him that wasn't department issued so that's good that's nice of uh philadelphia uh district attorney krasner you keep up the good work keep up the good fight a woman in uh in the bronx i think it was bronx brooklyn i think it was brooklyn brooklyn bronx eh same thing uh she Uh, is found dead after she reportedly attempted to settle a dispute with a group of people without the help of the New York City police. Huh. According to uh, this report, uh, 33-year-old Shativa, S-H-A-T-A-V-I-A, Walls, approached a group of people who were reportedly illegally setting off fireworks on July 4th. Uh, Why not just call the police? Well, because... She was just following the advice of Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams, who's been suggesting citizens settle disputes through community policing and without the aid of trained law enforcement officials. Uh, They did not like her approaching them, uh, chased after her, shot after her. She lived through that one, and then she... But she got the shell casing and the suspect's driver's license, uh, which was dropped while fleeing. Uh, Then she tried it another time and she shouldn't have done that uh she was shot eight times after she confronted a second group of people who were who were illegally setting off fireworks what are you doing Uh, i'm i'm so sorry that she lost her life and for her and her family and the the dirt bags that shot her deserve to go to prison But this is a good example of taking advice wrong. Uh, Community policing going after, especially after the first time. Uh, The first time you got away and they weren't happy with you coming after them. And you went back to do it again? Wow. That, That takes some guts. That takes some guts, no question. And we have a man from Polk County, Florida, my one of my favorite counties in America because of their sheriff, Grady Judd. He gave a press conference about uh, an arrest that they made of Tony T.J. Wiggins, 26. And it was incredible the amount of charges that are on this guy's record. And even Grady Judd was a little miffed at how many charges this guy had on his record. But let me stop for a minute and give you a little history on TJ. TJ is someone who his criminal history should shock your conscience. It does mine. 
TJ started to be arrested when he was 12 years old. He is currently only 26 years old. TJ has 230 felony criminal charges in his arrest history. You heard him. I didn't stutter. He had 230 charges in his arrest history. 15 convictions and two times to state prison at only 26. There's a picture of Tony Wiggins. Here's the real Tony Wiggins. No shirt, tattoos. He's a thug. He's a criminal. He's pure evil in the flesh. Incredible. Uh, 230 charges in his arrest history. And you heard Sheriff Grady Judd uh, 15 convictions, two times to state prison. Pure evil in the flesh was the quote from Sheriff Grady Judd. The murders who he has, it's alleged that he did and they, he runs down the case. The sheriff runs down the case of how they have the, uh, information and how they believe he is the guilty party and the other, his brother and his girlfriend are, uh, complicit with the murders, uh, took place Friday night in frost proof, Florida, Southern part of, uh, Polk County, South of Orlando. Um, it's just, a, and it's a horrible story of what happened to these people. But uh, it's even more horrible to realize that this guy, Tony T.J. Wiggins, 26, is, uh, I mean, he's going to prison now. Uh, I know it's all allegedly, sorry. But pure evil in the flesh. So, you know, you can probably, probably get ready for, uh, you know, maybe a documentary. On uh, on Netflix about uh, T.J. Wiggins, uh, you know the uh, 230 uh, cases in his file already at 26. Yeah, that's worth it. You know, I started watching uh, Fear City on Netflix. It's about uh, the mob in New York in the 70s and the Feds attempting to bring them down and how they're, uh, you know, how they are getting involved into uh, how RICO laws got started and how they're bringing down the mob. Fascinating. These guys, look, they're thugs. I know that. I know that. You know, we're all fascinated by the mob, and we've talked about it before. We're all fascinated by the mob because of TV shows, right? And uh, we love to love the bad guy. But in real life, uh, the bad guy is the bad guy. And they are not good people at all. And you don't want anything to do with them. If you're, you know, want to be a good person. Now they talk, you know, if you're struggling and you need some money, they talk about how they, you know, were loan sharking and, uh, you know, businesses and people that were struggling needed some money. And of course, of course, these guys are going to loan you money because it's a difficult thing to get out from under once they've got you uh you know taking money from them that should be the but if the banks aren't giving you money and you got a business and you're trying to stay open and you wanna you know you think that you can get out from under by taking the money from the mobster and you'll get out from under and when you don't you're either getting your face slammed in for not being able to pay them or they just are taking over your business. And sure, you can stay and pretend that it's your business, but it's really ours. So, you know, it's just it's just incredible. Oh, I got to tell you about another uh, show that I watched on Netflix, too. But uh, we'll do that uh, in the break room. Might as well go to the break room, right? I mean, I need something cold to drink as it is. Oh, so good. So, so good. So remember to subscribe to Chewing the Fat 
that's the podcast. That's the show you're listening to now. Uh, make no mistake. I count on your subscriptions. Okay. Uh, you think, well, I don't have to subscribe. I listen to it for free here. Well, subscribe to the podcast. Pick a platform. Any platform that warms the little cockles of your heart. Example would be iTunes or Spotify. And find Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Subscribe. And then you've done your then you've done your good. Okay? You've done your good. Well, not all your good. I mean, you've done good work. But if you wanted to continue to be good, you probably should just go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. And then you've done your good. Okay? There you go. So you got the podcast and you've got the YouTube channel. Then, you know, then you're good. And, you know, if you're just sitting around doing nothing, you might as well follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. You might as well follow me on Parlor, Jeff Fisher Radio. You might as well follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. And then you can sit back and say, well, you know, for now, you've done your good. After you've done all that. <laughs> you could, you know, you know, after that, I'm not joking now. You know, I started laughing, but I'm not joking. You need to make this happen. Make this happen as soon as possible. ASAP. All right. You're subscribing to the podcast. You're subscribing to the YouTube channel and you're following me on social media there. Now I started to tell you about, I'm watching, uh, I watched, uh, fear city. I haven't watched them. I haven't watched all the episodes yet. The documentary on, you know, the mob in New York and the feds in the seventies and headed into the eighties and the feds are trying to bring them down the beginning of Rico. And, uh, we'll see how that goes. I know that they're, they're following, uh, you know, the, the, the four or five heads of the families and they've got them. They can start getting them all together with the Rico act and they're following Castellano. Well, I already know that, uh, you know, before they even get Castellano, uh, John Gotti has him killed so that he can take over. So anyway, uh, it, it looks like it's going to be, you know, fun to watch. And they're all just thugs. Like I said, they're just criminals and thugs. And, and I get that. I do. They're not, uh, you know, I know the Teflon Don, you know, I know he's still a thug and a dirt bag and would, you know, cut your throat just as soon as look at you if it meant making him a dime or keeping himself out of jail. Anyway, uh, but I watched uh, another uh, another kind of documentary uh, about Orson Welles called They'll Love Me When I'm Dead on Netflix. Really good. Uh, really fascinating. Uh, I, you know, I'm a fan of Orson Welles anyway, but... Uh, really fascinating it makes you look at things differently um i mean i you're listening to the show because i look at things <laughs> a little different anyway i know that but uh i watched uh they'll love me when i'm dead and it gives you a way to look at things uh a little bit different so you know tomorrow when you're after you watch it and you wake up and you look out the door you may see things just a little bit different. And isn't that what life is all about? Yes. Yes, it is. Also, uh, just a reminder as well. Um, you need to, starting on uh, Monday, the 27th of July, you need to vote for Glenn Beck into the Radio Hall of Fame. You need to make that happen. It's embarrassing that he is not in the radio hall of fame yet. Quite frankly, it's embarrassing that all of us aren't in the radio hall of fame. And I'm speaking of Pat Glenn's do it myself, but we'll let it slide. And we'll just, you know, let Glenn go. Shh. That thing between Pat and Stu and myself, that's just, <laughs> that's nothing. And I forget. I even said it. <laughs> so just go to, uh, you know, radio hall of fame.com. It starts on uh, the 27th of July, 2020, and it goes through the 9th of August, 2020. And uh, you can you click on the nominees, and you'll they'll you know the listeners and fans will be able to vote. Uh, they have there's a voting process going on now, but those are just for the insiders, not for you and me. So uh, remember to do that. We've it's important that. Uh, you know, that at least he gets a little bit of love at the Radio Hall of Fame. It truly is embarrassing he's not already in. All right. Also Monday, uh, big news. We've got the big antitrust hearing going on uh, in Congress, right? 
I mean, they're all going to show up. You're gonna have uh, you're gonna have them there. Pretty pretty amazing. You got Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google, and they're wondering now, uh, hey, where's Jack? Come, we don't have Twitter showing up. So you're gonna have Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google, and it wouldn't surprise me that uh, you know Jack rolls in with his black sweatshirt and his nose ring. But uh, it'll be interesting to. Uh, to hear what they have to say, trying to, uh, trying to cover their butts and trying also to say, uh, walk the line between regulation and, uh, we want to be saved. And so, uh, and does Congress want to save them? We'll see. Uh, we'll see, but it will be fascinating to hear what they have to say and hear their testimony and, We'll be able, what's one good thing is we'll be able to hear <laughs> our politicians blather on and on for a while too. So that's always good. Right? <laughs> right. So remember that we are still, and I hate to bring it to you, but we're still in, uh, you know, coronavirus world, the pandemic, and uh, companies are really struggling right now. I mean, uh, we know that the airlines are struggling. We talked to uh, Fran Hume yesterday and uh, told us, you know, exactly that about the airlines. And today we see where United Airlines... Uh, says they lost $1.6 billion in quarter two alone. I'm sure that holds true with all the airlines uh, across the board. Coca-Cola reported a 28% decline in sales last quarter, but thinks the worst is over. You know, and I was thinking about that. I was like, well, I mean, we, we still bought sodas and stuff, but you didn't buy them at the gas station and you didn't buy them at lunch. And you didn't buy, uh, you weren't going to the fast food restaurants where, you know, their uh, products are sold in, in mass. So there's no question that they lost. Now they claim that, uh, you know, they're thinking that the worst is over. I hope that's true. I hope that's true. I mean, we're seeing reports now where they're talking about, uh, in New York City alone, a third of New York City businesses may never reopen. A third of New York City businesses may never reopen. So you still a fan of the lockdown? Still want to keep things closed? I mean, it's it's embarrassing that we've kept things closed and made businesses shudder and people's lives have been ruined and turned upside down. Over this coronavirus, COVID nineteen, it's embarrassing. Uh, I, you know, it's really frustrating to me because I, I do understand the process of the thinking. Well, we just have to lock down and keep everybody safe, and we've got to do it. But this is America, and you know, we've we've talked about it. You and I have talked about it before where you know we were all for that first 15 days and we may even felt like well you know that first 30 days was okay we were already in the lockdown and you know what we'll do it but after that i'm sorry we that should not this is, should not have gone on you knew how if it, you know how you needed to be safe and keep you and your family safe and you decide that's what made America great. That's what makes America great and different and different. And yet, nope, we're going to lock it down and we're going to shut people's businesses down and we're going to make sure that they, that they close and we're going to throw, we're going to throw away the key and that's it. We don't care. And now if you're going to go out and try to open your business back up again, wear a mask. You don't get to decide. You wear a mask, you'll get fined or thrown in jail. It's embarrassing that this is what's going on. And we talked about the study earlier. 70% of the people are okay with fines and jail time with wearing masks. Well, 50% anyway. 
the other is are, well, yeah, we should have to wear a mask, you know, and if you're going to fine them or throw them in jail, I mean, I don't want to, but sure, we've got to wear a mask. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. It's very frustrating to me. Very, very frustrating. Yelp published a report describing how the past few months have gone for the companies listed on its site. Uh, Turns out, and this is going to be a surprise, (laughs) after what you've just heard, (laughs) this is going to be a surprise from Yelp. It turns out um, the pandemic isn't great for business. (laughs) Wow, are they stupid. I don't even get it. I don't even, how could they do a report like that and say that the pandemic isn't great for business? <laughs> wow, Yelp, you guys are stupid. And I don't mean guys as in males. I just mean you guys as in any employees at Yelp. So anyway their report talks about when states like texas and florida reopened businesses in may uh, we started to resume our pre-pandemic activities really you mean we wanted to try to get back to some sort of normalcy yeah that's what happened so then they blaming the uh spikes on that not the peaceful protesters and the uh rioters but the people who wanted to go out and peacefully eat at a restaurant we've been through that uh of all the business struggling right now restaurants of course are faring the worst this according to yelp my gosh and i mean <laughs> oh, again blaming it on the pandemic <laughs> now twenty-six thousand restaurants that have closed since march 1st Okay, so you had 26,000 restaurants. This is the Yelp report. 26,000 restaurants that have closed since March 1st. More than 60% have done so for good. Wow. That is amazing. California, the largest state by population, also suffered the most permanent restaurant closures uh, representing 14.4% of the total number. So California has 14.4% of the, uh, of the uh, 60% from the 100%. <laughs> you could quote me on that. <laughs> you know, I'm not, look, I don't want to bog you down with, with numbers and facts, but California represents 14.4% of the total number from the... Uh, the 60% that have closed for good out of the 100%. So, duh. It's just that easy, okay? And between May 25th and July 10th, interest in black-owned business on the site soared 7,000% amid the, uh, and this is what their published report says here in front of me, amid the nationwide outcry against systemic racism. But I don't think that's why. I mean, weren't they the big site that gave you kind of deals for going to black-owned businesses and shopping at black-owned businesses? And if you ordered from black-owned restaurants, they weren't going to charge you a special fee. And they were going to be promoting uh, when you went to the site, that was going to be the first thing that you saw and was in front of you. So... Okay, I mean, good. Uh, you know, I'm happy that, uh, you know, something was, you know, growing. And, uh, okay, so it soared 7,000%. From what? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. But here's another thing that you're going to, look, this is Yelp and not me. Okay, we, are, we started this off with them saying that the pandemic isn't great for business. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, ending it from the Yelp uh, is saying that uh, while total closures are falling, um, permanent closures are increasing. Wait, uh, meaning the ratio of permanent to temporary business closures is also rising. 
Wow. Wow. Is that just incredible that they believe that the pandemic isn't great for business? Wow. It's just, uh, just incredible. Did I tell you that 14.4% of the total number of restaurant closures came from California from the 60% of the 100%? I did? Oh, okay, good. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. Alrighty, thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat and coming along for the ride. I appreciate it. It's always so much fun. And, you know, we were talking about uh, businesses struggling and uh, during the pandemic and the coronavirus lockdown. And uh, restaurants are not the only businesses that are struggling uh, during the lockdown, which may come as a surprise to you. So I hope you're sitting down. Uh, Yeah, other businesses are struggling, too. This business, uh, you may find a surprise that it's struggling. I, I, I was amazed. And I was also uh, brought back to the love of local news. Uh, this is a report from News 6 uh, in Pennsylvania. And it's from Chelsea Johnson, their reporter. Uh, and <laughs> this is local news at its best. At its best. And I could tell you the story. I could tell you the story, and I would love to tell you the story, but I feel like, in my heart, I need six news and Chelsea Johnson to tell you the story. A woman from Brockport is finding ways to help those in need at nursing homes, but not in your typical way. Chelsea Johnson joins us live with how this woman is using a donkey to save lives. Chelsea? Well, Tim, for Margaret McCarty, she says it took her over 60 years to find her calling. That was until four years ago when she heard a voice that said, get a donkey. For some reason, except for saying that the Holy Spirit was just really on me about a donkey. And I went to my husband and I said, I'd like to have a donkey. Margaret McCarty is a retired hairdresser who found her calling for a therapy donkey four years ago. She says she started hunting around in 2016 for a donkey, and that's when her husband found a six-month-old donkey for sale. Naturally, right away, I called, and um, it was already gone. The owners of that donkey said they would have another donkey for sale the following year. When McCarty got the call that the donkey was born... There was something holding me back, and I wish I could say today what that was. On June of last year, she found her donkey, Junebug. We visited her for about uh, three, almost four months every week, and it was... The word was go. It was, this is, this is the donkey. Referring to the Bible, McCarty says Jesus chose a donkey to carry some of the heaviest burdens. She says she wanted June Bug to be that blessing to others, so she started taking June to nursing homes last spring. There was a gentleman who was at the nursing home for quite a while, a big man, and he was just within himself. He, there was no smiles, there was no conversation. But when Jean Bug came over to him, she went over and just kind of touched him in the chest. And of course he was startled. And he looked up and he made eye contact with her and it was all over but the shouting. She she brought him alive like I've never seen. McCarty says he could not take his hands off of Jean Bug. She says it's moments like those that reaffirm her calling to use June Bug as a therapy donkey. Those little changes uh, that we can make can have a, a long-lasting effect on people. McCarty says the pandemic slowed things down for her business, oh, no. but she hopes things pick back up soon. Reporting live in Clearfield County, I'm Chelsea Johnson, 6 News. Like I said, I could have told you about the therapy donkey myself, but I felt it was I thought I felt it was uh, a different way, a better way to have six news tell you about heavenly hee-haw therapy. And <laughs> the whole news report, they're showing her and her husband 
And he's just sitting there like, holy cow. Uh, she came to me. <laughs> it's by reading between the lines or between the pictures. Uh, as she said, she went to her husband and said, you know what? I'd like to have a donkey. And Hubby's like, whatever, just go ahead. And so now they have uh, their therapy donkey at Heavenly Hee-Haw Therapy. Junebug the donkey is ready to enhance your life. It's sad, sad that during the pandemic, Junebug has been held back. But Junebug is still there, and so is Heavenly... No, what is it? It's yeah, Heavenly Hee-Haw Therapy. So... If you need something to pick you up in life, there's always Junebug the donkey. And you could also have cuddlers. You know, we've talked about cuddlers for uh, for, for years now. And, uh, boy, the pandemic has just got to be putting a, putting a hurt on the cuddling business. But according to this story, while the pandemic is uh, putting a hurt on them, um, People are starting to hold professional cuddling, non-sexual embraces uh, on the internet. So, you know, that's good. You'd think, according to, uh, according to uh, Randy Wade Kelly, obviously there's no substitution for human touch, but it helps to bridge the gap. Uh, he had a recent virtual cuddling session and really helped him through. Now, the organization isn't offering in-person sessions for the foreseeable future, but founder Gene Franzblau has found there are ways to lead online sessions that offer a balm to loneliness. Uh, Gene Franzblau was resistant on the very deep level to offer something that I thought would be valueless, like snake oil. But we must meet each other halfway to make the magic. And she's found that there's value to be had in virtual sessions. I had him lie on his side with one. Now this is this is with Kelly. This is the actor, Randy Wade Kelly, but. This might happen to you as well uh, with the virtual cuddling session. You could lay on your side with one arm stretched under your head and the other near your torso simulating holding yourself. And then the cuddle therapist would uh, help to recreate some intimacy of touch through increased computer eye contact. So, if you need a if you need a good cuddle, they're still out there even during the pandemic. And uh, we we're talking about Netflix, uh, a little shows on Netflix. Don't forget, remember in the beginning how huge Tiger King was. That's when we thought it was only going to be like a thirty day lockdown and we were going to get back to normal. That's when we thought, you know what, Tiger King is crazy enough, and we're in a crazy time. We're going to be locked down for thirty days, so. We might as well be crazy and watch Tiger King and and be nope nope should have uh, should have not binged it as much as we did in the beginning because we're still in that lockdown and he's in trouble. Remember uh, remember the property goes to what's her face in Florida and uh, Jeff Lowe gets to keep the animals. He's got to move the animals out, but now he's getting uh, written up. Because he's uh, not taking care of the animals good enough. I know. I know. I know. They're saying that uh, the animals are weak and neglected. And Jeff says, uh, these findings are misleading and unfair. Okay. The USDA recently completed an investigation into the GW Exotic Animal Park in Oklahoma faulted the zoo for not providing proper veterinary care for the lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my. Low calls BS. They're out to get me. And so according to the report, 16-week-old lion cub was lethargic and depressed and thin. 
the cub was immediately removed from the park and taken to a vet. Oh, okay. Lowe says, look, I rescued uh, Nala and uh, was featured in the Tiger King series and we spent a fortune trying to nurse her and the others back to health. And uh, there were two geriatric wolves suffering from arthritis and they weren't following instructions. Now, this is according to the report. Lowe says, uh, we've done everything we can for these old wolves, these old animals. We just, uh, we can only do so much. <laughs> they are in trouble man they are in trouble jeff you know what you need to do bro you need to get a new documentary going for yourself get some money back in to get some money flowing and uh, help with those animals or just give them to what's her face down in florida carol yeah carol carol basket yes give it you know the the lady that we're guessing killed her first husband well give them to her just say here you won the land in court take the animals too and jeff just say you're out have a nice day talk you know what and talk to carol say maybe she'll give you some money for them you get a little money back and you know carol will give you a little bit of cash and you can just be rid of the whole thing and then if you needed to make some money i'll leave you with a way that maybe you jeff Lowe, could make some money or you the listener to chewing the fat would be able to make some money when you're thinking to yourself, I don't have any way to make money. Uh, according to Uberfax, at Uberfax, uh, an NFL water boy, you know, the guy you see on the sideline running around making sure that all the players have their water bottle when they're thirsty or not to get looked at like, no, I don't want it, get out of here. They make an average of $53,000 a year. So for what, 16 to 20 weeks a year? 53 grand that's not bad that's not bad at all need some water thirsty need some water hey need a drink need a drink great play great play need a drink no okay let me know when you do 